Welcome everybody to another episode of Gorilla Gospel. And uh, the Lord has given us a passage that we can, you know, uh, be at ease a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And most likely I won't go left with it. Because I mean... I, I just, I just don't, I just don't understand why I can't lighten up a little bit. Maybe it's not me. Maybe it's, you know, the fact that this book is not about lightening up. In some ways, yeah, but nah. But it says this. <laughs> uh, he says this. They were, they were with the disciples. And before you knew it, Jesus looked at one of the disciples and he said to him, he says, you give them something to eat. You know what I'm saying? That's what he told them. He said, he said, uh, we have no more than five loaves, all right, and two fishes. Now, taking consideration, Jesus knows, the man knows exactly what's going on with his disciples. He knows that the, the people got not enough to feed all of those people. You got 5,000 people here. And could you just picture Jesus looking at you? He just turned to you and said, you give them something to eat. You know what I'm saying? And could you could you just, you know what I'm saying? Could you illustrate the response that the look on your face? And you're like, huh? You know? How <laughs> am I supposed to give all these people something to eat? You know? And I, I could I could just picture they just weeping with it, you know. And we ain't got nothing but two loaves of bread and you know, five loaves and Two pieces of fish, man. How you want me to feed all these people? Jesus, what's wrong with you? But I'm like, you dig? It's just the sarcasm, sarcasm that Jesus come with right there. It shows you how down to earth this man was. At a, at a part where he's, he's going through a lot of, you know what I'm saying, things in, in the world and everything. And he has the time to actually... You know, just share the load. And I mean, maybe right at that time, his disciples would have received, you know what I'm saying, that that authority to do what he said. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And most likely with the faith that Hey, he told me to do it. I'm going to go and do it. I don't know how, but I'm going. In Jesus' name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the demonstration of it all is when he told them, tell everybody to sit down in groups of 50. And what did he do? He looked up to heaven. Now, before he looked up into heaven, the disciples said, 
For there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, have them sit down in uh, 50 groups, right? But he said, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. Now, taking consideration, he didn't cry about going buy food. He said, how you want me to feed them when we only got five loaves and two fishes? Unless you want me to go and buy them all food. Now, you know, could you picture that that would have been one, one, one huge tab to actually, you know, pay for? But the argument didn't come there. Just It just came out of they didn't have that much food. Not that they didn't have the money. Nah, I mean, you want me to go? You want me to go and feed five thousand people, man? The only way I could do this is if I go buy the food. Now you want me to go do that? But here's where Jesus shows you. He's demonstrating how, you know what I'm saying? God will feed you. God will. God will feed you. Okay. And I mean. You, you pray for this. Alright? Doesn't necessarily take money. All it takes is just praying. For God to, to, see, to, to just deliver you something to eat. You know? While you're doing his work, there will be food. Because God knows that you need this in order to survive. He knows you ain't probably eat all day. He knows you probably ain't drink all day. Jesus is, God will not allow you to just go through life serving him to starve or die of thirst. Half of the time you won't even have to pray. All you will have to do is have faith that you will be fed. But I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking at the whole part of his sarcasm with telling the disciples, you give them something to eat. <laughs> and it was it was really cool, you know, to to actually, you know what I'm saying? It's it's not about me. It's about all of us doing the work of God. You go do it. You got to have faith. And as we read on, it says, and this is how we're going to do this. We're going to read on with this. It says, and taking the five loaves, the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up into heaven, blessed them. All right. Then broke the loaves and gave them unto the disciples to set before the crowd. All right. And they all ate. And the leftovers filled about 12 baskets. And check this out. It says, now it happened that as he was praying alone, all right, the disciples were with him. And he asked them, who do the crowd say that I am? And he answered, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others say the prophet of old times. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? All right. And the man said, and Peter said, answer, he said, the, the, the Christ of God. The Christ of God. 
all right? Because I mean, I when when I'm when I'm, as I'm reading, I discovered that Jesus was told he was given two names: Jesus and Emmanuel. It's a first and a last name. All right, Jesus and Emmanuel. Jesus Emmanuel the Christ. And this is where we see that the Christ is something special. All right. And he strictly charged and commanded them and to, and, and, and to and commanded them to tell this to no one. All right, saying the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes to be killed and on the third day be raised. All right. And I mean, you know, to to to, to go at it in a harsh way. Is what he had to take and do because you know what I'm saying there's a time for everything and these are some very serious times when you are actually doing the work of God amongst a bunch of people who actually will kill you from doing it and nobody sees the Nobody really recognized the confusion out of all that. I mean, shouldn't they have been way more uh, appreciation of doing something right so far as feeding people and everything? I don't know, man. But it says this, it says, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Okay? And I mean, you know, you in this word every day, just about, bro. And you're following him and you're you're preaching the word to whoever, whatever. However, and it has to be in the spirit of it all. It can't be in the in, in no kind of form of manipulation. You know what I'm saying? But it goes on to say, it says, for, for whoever would save his own life, save his life, will lose it. But whosoever lose his life for my sake will save it. And I mean, when it comes to it, we're talking about, you know, the life that you used to live here. It's, you know, not necessarily saying that you're not supposed to get away from people trying to kill you and everything. It's talking about you wanting to serve the devil in order to have things in this world. You know, the, the life most of us actually live is the life of self-righteousness in a lot of ways and you know just serving ourselves for the pleasures of this world the things that we have to do in order to make it and I mean this is what not a preacher is supposed to do when it comes to those who are out there that is struggling and everything there are things this world is going to bring you through in order to live. That is true. 
And sometimes you may indulge in those things. I have no judgment against you. All I have is prayer for repentance if you actually, you know what I'm saying, open your mouth and ask for it. It's not about me calling you a wicked sinner because of whatever you're going through. It, you know, there was a man, his name was uh, Earl Simmons. He said there's a difference between uh, doing wrong and being wrong. You know what I'm saying? If, if I ain't get it crossed up, probably being wrong and doing wrong. But no, I think it's doing wrong and being wrong. And, the, you know, it, it, it kind of caught me up in the middle of it because this man was actually a poet. He was a poet in a lot of his ways when it comes to the spirit. And the deal is, is that, you know what I'm saying, doing wrong, you know what I'm saying, is different from being wrong, all right? Some people have to do wrong, all right? But being wrong is where it's causing people to do wrong. So let's keep going. You dig? It says, For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and does and, and lose or forfeits himself. Talking about the preacher, the, the preacher, the actual preacher. What I liked about Brother Simmons was that he did not play with God. Now, he did more as a sinner. You know what I'm saying? He did more as a sinner in the eyes of God, then some people that call themselves righteous. And this is what makes God happy in a lot of ways. And I mean, what, what you have is that this man knows his boundaries. He knows, so, he knows so well that he's not, you know what I'm saying, worthy of actually becoming a preacher because he knows that he's stuck in his own ways. And though he asks for God forgiveness and he constantly, you know what I'm saying, spread his message and everything else, you know what I'm saying? The the streets the streets is a hell, a, a hell of its own. And God hardens who he wants. And he softens who he was. But he knew not to play with God. And that's way more respected. Because even Jesus said it's better for a fool not to know. A fool will make it in heaven before, you know what I'm saying, people who knows. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, for me to be a preacher, and then I turn to, the, to, to, to all the wicked things in my life, in order to survive and or whatever, then I have no faith in God and in a lot of ways and so forth. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm practicing a lot of things in, instead of, you know what I'm saying, humbling myself. You know what I'm saying? It says in the Bible, it says, 
A righteous man will sin and humble himself, right? But a fool will parade it up and down the street, right? And I mean, my brother Simmons was no fool, now, but he was caught up in some foolishness. And now that's a, now that's a difference. There's a difference between being a fool and being caught up in foolishness. You know what I'm saying? It's like going through a lot of crazy stuff, but yet you're a very saint. That doesn't make you crazy because you didn't went through a lot of crazy stuff. You know, the people that brought you through all this crazy stuff, these are the people that are crazy. I mean, come on, man. Are you serious? It says, for whoever is ashamed of me and of my word, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and the holy angels. But I tell you, truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. And this is a very bold statement. This is a very, very, very bold statement. He's talking to his disciples right here. And if he's talking to his own disciples, imagine the, the preachers that this is uh, also dedicated to. You know what I'm saying? Because there were some of them that was taken away. And Jude, Judas was the one who sold them out. And you won't taste debt until you act. You don't know what debt is till you meet God, boy. In other words, it says this. It says... Now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothes, his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now let's take a minute on this part, because here it is. You have some messengers that has come to, you know what I'm saying, counsel this man and prepare this man for what is about to happen. This is, this is the future. This is somebody that just come from the future. These are two people that just come from the future. That's from the past. That from the past. That comes from the future to the present. To tell this man who's going to sell him out and everything. Because this is when Jesus really found out some things. He knew he was going to, you know what I'm saying, go through the debt and all that beforehand. And yeah. But the details about it all, here it is in black and white. You dig what I'm saying? All right, so it says, uh, Now Peter uh, and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they came fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make the tents one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing 
what he said. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, here it is, is where this man is most likely speaking out of a trance or something. I, I, I really don't know, you know what I'm saying? You know, that that's kind of like puzzling. It says, as he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them. A cloud, okay? And they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Okay? Now here's a cloud, all right, that overshadowed them, all right? And they entered the cloud, okay? Now the cloud is up there. You know what I'm saying? It overshadowed them. The cloud is up there, okay? And they entered the cloud. How? Well, you go figure. It says, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. See? This is my son, my chosen one. Not this is me. All right? In this man's body, this is, I'm, you know, he didn't say anything about, I am God. Listen to me. No, they say, they say this is my son. And, and I mean, what, it, what is it about this, this deal about preaching that Jesus was God? Why, why would you even, why would they even be in your preaching, your practice as some kind of manipulation, some kind of brainwashing? Because to say it once is a passerby. But to constantly tell it to everybody that pass you by, it's a, it's a manipulation now, bro. It's a, it's a brainwashing. Now, I can see you probably saying that Jesus was God so far as the power, because we are all, you know, considered a God to people when we have the power of God. He said, I will make you a God. He didn't say nothing about you will be, uh, I will be, uh, you will, none of this, all right? The manipulation of it all is just, it's, it's waxed, bro. You got a bunch of waxed people out there, man. They all waxed. But it, it goes on to say, man, Lord, have mercy. All right? It says, uh, and when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. All right? And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. All right? The next day they came down the mountain, and uh, there was a man who had a son who had a spirit that seized him. And that's why they call them seizures. Okay? They call them seizures because of this right here. He had a son, he had a spirit that seized him. All right? And uh, check this out. He said that uh, he went to the disciples to uh, get them to cast him out. But none of the disciples couldn't. And Jesus answered, Oh, faithless, twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? And this is what Jesus knew right then and there, that their heart wasn't fully in it. After Jesus gave them the power to do all the authority, hey, look, I, I give you the power to cast out demons and do all this other stuff. And you that much in denial, seeing that he has the same, he has power to do all this from something else. 
And now he's passing on this for you to do it. And he did it out of prayer most of the times. Most of the things he did was out of prayer in a lot of ways. Just out of words. You know what I'm saying? But it says, uh, the man, he cast out the man's son, uh, the demons out of his son, and everything was cool. Said that, uh, and all was astonished at the majesty of God. All right? But while they were all marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to the disciples, Let these words sink into your ear. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. All right? And it says, This is his, but they did not understand. This saying. So they're going to show you that they didn't know what was about to happen. Jesus never even told them. Jesus didn't even know either like talking about it. He just knew that this was going to happen. But he didn't know how and when or where. And like I say, you got the past. Coming from the future. To tell them what's about to happen. What you about to, what you about to walk into, little, uh, little brother. All right, God sent us to tell you this. Like if God couldn't have told them himself, right? You would think that, right? But I mean, come on, right? There's so many things that God's going to do, and he's going to do it through other people in other ways. You know what I'm saying? And this is what God has an army for. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of army, you know we have a song. It's called God's Got an Army. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely, you know what I'm saying, run that to y'all after this. We're almost done. He said, but he went to a village. All right? And the people didn't want to uh, accept him. You know what I'm saying? He went to another village. All right? After that. You know, because the village that he went to didn't want to accept him because he was going uh, up into Jerusalem. All right. But check this out. It says, but he he said he said and when the and when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, "Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them?" Now, what did that man say? That man said, "Do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven?" And consume them. Now, out of all the things that God, that Jesus gave them authority to do, they didn't have the faith to actually do this, but he has the faith to, to you know what I'm saying, to, to want to cause destruction by saying, do you want us to tell them? So you mean to tell me you're going to ask permission to uh, do destruction, but giving you permission to do something righteous you don't feel like you can do that. Why is that in us as preachers, as people of God, period? That we don't feel like we can actually get the power from God to stop the, the, the hurt and the, and the pain and everything. But we can definitely ask for destruction all the time. You don't have to ask for destruction. That's God's place to do when he feels that it is necessary in a lot of ways. And I mean, there's a lot of preachers that has, 
that has asked for the destruction of evil. True. But I mean, Jesus' part wasn't like that. And this is what he said. He said, but then, but, but he turned and, and rebuked them, saying, he rebuked his own disciples, bro. Do you, do you know how it feels to actually rebuke people of God? That is a hard pill to swallow. You don't, you're really not light like that. You know what I'm saying? And this is, this shows you that Jesus had no favoritism. He says, uh, you, do, you do not know the manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man came not to destroy people, lives, but to save them. Okay? And I mean, when Jesus told him to go and give him something to eat, he felt like he couldn't even do that. But he knew that he could, he can, you know what I'm saying? If Jesus gave him the okay to destroy something, oh, he was game to do that. And this is where, you know, we, we definitely have to take a look at ourselves of who we serving, man. But, I mean, Jesus goes on and he goes to another village, village and they, they were going along and somebody said, I will follow you wherever you go. You know what I'm saying? Somebody actually took that much of a liking of the way this man was to just blurt that out on the side of him. Because it says someone said that. He said, I will follow you wherever you go, man. You know, and Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. All right? Then another said, follow me. All right? But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. All right? You know what I'm saying? So far as people that don't believe is what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he said, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. He says, yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but don't we all have that? Don't you don't don't we all just have that in us? But you know, I want to serve you, God. But I want to change my life. But I want to be a good husband. But you know, it's like that boy. But then I got high. But then I got high. You know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey, I met that dude one day. A <laughs> boy backdoored me. All right, anyway, <laughs> let's go. Keep going. And, hey, you know. Boy, the things that we went through, it was so fun. It's still fun. Okay, it says, it says, okay, wait, wait, hold up. I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. All right? And I mean, come on, right? Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, that's another bold statement. It's kind of puzzling also. Because, you know, in, 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 I mean, what, what, what does that statement bring? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, this is your family now. You know what I'm saying? All right? And, and for those that's not with you, you know, 
don't look back for them. If, if they're not looking forward to coming with you, don't look back for them. That is a very bold statement. You, you, you would think that Jesus would be, you know what I'm saying, the, the popular one of understandings on a lot of things with people, feelings and, and all that type of stuff with family and everything, right? I mean, this man, father died, and Jesus told him, hey, bro, that ain't got nothing to do with God. Your father, spirit, most likely is in heaven. We come in to help put people in heaven, all right? You're going to see him again. Let the dead bury the dead. All right? And, you know, just those words, you know, it'll make you say, man, you know, that's not a Christian. And be like, and Jesus will be like, you know, man, who said anything about being a Christian? This is the gospel. All right? I mean, come on, right? This ain't got nothing to do with me. This ain't my work. This is God's work. This is the gospel. No, I mean, do you even know what it takes to be a Christian? What does it mean to actually be a Christian? You know what I'm saying? Is it to rebuke fools? Is it not to get rid of demons? Is it not to, you know what I'm saying, not partake in the foolishness of what people do that celebrate false idols and all that stuff? You wouldn't really know what it takes to be a, a, a Christian, a so-called Christian. If, you know, that was a such thing in some ways. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all have our prefixes. Whether we Nigerian or African or Chinese or whatever. We all have our prefixes. But when it comes to religion, hey, bruh, don't treat this like some gang, bruh. All right? And we Christians over here, man. What's up, cuz? We Catholics over here, KKK. You know what I'm saying, sir? Say, bro, hold up, home boy. Home skillet. Where, where y'all coming from with all this? You know what I'm saying? Because this is the army of God for number one. You know? We are tribes, if anything. You know, we either Benjamin or Reuben and all this other stuff, okay? Gad and all this. When it comes to all this other stuff in, in the house of God, there's only one accord. It's called the gospel. So we're going to end it with that, with the song. And it's called God's Got an Army. And it says, God's got an army marching through the land. In this healing song, it's seeming in the air. Everlasting joy, gladness in their heart. In this army, I've got a part. God's got an army marching through the land. In this healing song, it's seeming in the air. Everlasting joy, gladness in their heart. In this army, I've got a part. Word. Play your part. Alright? And don't look back.